the simpler your promotion is, the better. Usually on TikTok, it's hard to describe something as like dollar off unless you sell one product. But anything that is not really clear as someone is like scrolling past at lightning speed is probably going to kind of get you in the weeds a bit. So making sure that you're creative in the first three seconds clearly represents what the promo and the value offer is. Like a gift with purchase is really hard to do on a platform like TikTok because it's a lot of explaining. Even a tiered offer can sometimes be very confusing on TikTok, but something that's just quick, snappy, this is what you're getting. You don't have to think about it. Just go onto an instant page and put your credit card information. That's definitely like a proven best practice. With Tapcart, you can instantly turn your Shopify store into an epic mobile app and power a low upkeep revenue stream designed to convert mobile shoppers. And with Q4 just around the corner, there's never been a better time to set up your brand's mobile app, just like Messi, who launched in 2020 and literally three times his sales, or Reason Clothing, who saw a 42% increase in sales over Black Friday, or LSKD, who reached number one on the App Store last year, beating out brands like Nike and Amazon. Mobile apps give your brand a new owned distribution channel with better conversion rates, higher AOV, and arm you with push notifications that just blow other channels out of the water when it comes to eliciting a purchase. Be like Messi and check out tapcart.com. That's T-A-P-C-A-R-T.com and get your mobile app started today. It's all killer, no filler. I'm Eric and I'm here with Avery and Chris from our socials team, specifically our TikTok team. We're here to talk TikTok. I feel like we haven't talked about TikTok in a while. What's cranking on TikTok these days? Lots is cranking on TikTok these days. Um, yeah, we're killing it on a lot of our accounts. Guess today we can chat through some of the tips and tricks, some of the new strategies that, uh, that we've been deploying lately that are proving very valuable for us. That's awesome. Just overall, like it, uh, like TikTok just continues to grow as a share of a lot of our brands ad spend at this point. Like what's what's sort of happening macro with TikTok in the in the departments at Pilot House? I mean, in general, as a buyer, it feels like the platform is just getting a lot more consistent at being able to to generate sales for us. I mean, TikTok is still pretty new as a media buying platform, and it feels like Compared to last year, it's like the pixel itself, its ability to generate conversions is just a step above for sure. That's huge. And it is such early days with the platform. So that's great to hear. What what new additions? Sorry, Avery, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I'm seeing a lot, like just you mentioning that it's taking up a lot more ad spend, seeing that like consistently and also seeing some brands that I work with just use it in much more intelligent ways than maybe in the past where it was like, let's look at this the same way that we look at like meta, for example, where it's like now we're seeing like there is almost like a seasonality to putting spend into TikTok, like really using it to load up top of funnel, especially like we're going to talk about Q4 a bit later on, but especially like in this pre-Q4 period, like ramping up spend and you can sacrifice a bit of ROAS, wrapping up spend and like just cranking top of funnel um, and like really loading things up for Q4 is really exciting because last year, like we didn't really know that the platform could function in that way. So it's really interesting seeing like just the different ways that brands are also using that spend and like the really smart choices people are making. That's really interesting. And so TikTok, like it definitely has a wrap for being one of the platforms that you can get the most organic impressions, the most organic top of funnel with good content. I'm just curious, is is it actually, I, and I don't, if you don't know the exact answer to this, that's fine, but like, is, is it cheaper top of funnel than Facebook? Is it cheaper to get mass impressions on, through ads on TikTok? Absolutely. Yeah, in 
my experience, one hundred percent. Interesting. So yeah, that that does make sense. There's there, the, just the amount of time certain people I know spend on TikTok. I'm like, there's got to be a lot of impressions <laughs> yeah. uh, available on the platform. Well, let's dive into some of the ad side uh, adjustments or improvements that have been made to the platform. What are we taking advantage in terms of like how we're actually building out our our ads? So there's a couple of variants that have been around for a while, but last year, through all the testing we did, they never really seemed to to pick up the pace. But over you know the last eight months or so in 2023, here we've been seeing some some really good results from display cards specifically. It's essentially an add-on that you can add to a creative after three seconds, a little box will pop up. You can put pretty much whatever you like in there, fully customizable image. You can shout out sales, shout out product types, things like that. We've seen some really, really good results from those on some of our accounts. You know, They work decent for Evergreen we've seen, but they're huge for sales really, really big. Um, definitely a lever we'll be pulling as we get into Q4. There's a little a little hack. You can use Spark ads, right? Essentially take that organic post with all that engagement, all that social proof, bring it over and put ad spend behind it. But what you can't really do on Facebook, once you bring that over, you can't really make changes to it. But on TikTok, you can add a display card to it. So then you can take this creative with, you know, 100,000 likes, bring it over, and then you can immediately turn it into a sale-based creative with a display card. And that combo is is huge. It's, uh, it's generated some pretty massive gains for us, for sure. From a user experience perspective, it just makes sense. We talk about this on the podcast all the time when we talk about TikTok, is like there's always that quick dart down to see, is it sponsored? And that happens in the first three seconds. And usually I'm ready to swipe if I see it sponsored onto the next one, but it's like almost leaning into the fact that it's sponsored by popping a display card that has a value prop in there. So I can see why that would might work as a one-two punch. As long as the creative is is at least somewhat engaging enough, adding that display card and leaning into it even more seems to seems to really up the performance for sure especially with a sale yeah, um, yeah absolutely so that'll be a big one heading into q4 very cool what about uh, how are we using stickers stickers are the other option um similar to display cards in that they pop up after about three seconds but to be honest i despise them i don't like using them at all. Despise. Um, That's the first time that word has been uttered on this podcast. I like it. <laughs> um, you can't really customize them. You can only just, you can add some text, change the background color of the sticker. But the worst part about it, other than the fact that it's super bland, is it blocks the creative. You have to put it somewhere right in the middle of the user's screen. So if you have a CGC or UGC type creative and you use a sticker, after three seconds, the person's face is, is probably blocked off until you know the user who's scrolling has to go and exit out or click through. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah, there's like the, the natural inclination to look down to see if it's sponsored. It's like almost shooting yourself in the foot a bit because instead of like just trying to avoid someone looking down to see if it's out or not, you're just putting it directly in the middle of the screen. So they like cannot be entertained by the content and also they know it's an ad right away. So. Yeah, have to agree. I do despise them. I despise <laughs> stickers when, like, too. Display cards are so great. It's like a kind of pretty easy choice to make. It's the current official position of the D2C podcast that we despise stickers on TikTok. Uh, you'll have to let me know if this changes because I'm not running these ads. If stickers come back in a big way, I don't be out on a limb here. So I I will let you know, but okay. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Okay. To be honest. 
Nice. We've got a note here about your ad's voice. Talk about it. What, what are we talking about here? Yeah, so I'll use an example on Facebook. Um, you can do something called dark posting or white posting, right? You can set up a whole Facebook page to get a third-party brand going, or you can, through a fairly lengthy process sometimes, get access to another creator's you know, Facebook page or Instagram profile so you can deliver ads. But on TikTok, you can pretty much just make it up as you go right there in the ads manager. You can do, you know, a dark posting or white posting profile right there. I mean, it's essentially dark posting. One method we use is we just take a headshot of the CEO and then we deliver as the CEO of the brand. Um, and that adds a lot of authenticity, especially if the creative is you know, founders focused or something like that. Um, but it's really, really easy to dark post and white post on TikTok. And we've seen some pretty phenomenal results with that as well, um, especially if the user that you have aligns directly with you know, the creative that you're using. That's super interesting. You don't think about it being that easy, but you literally can just spin up an account at the moment and, yeah. and use that. Exactly. I mean, theoretically, you TikTok. could name it whatever you wanted as long as it abides by the policies. But I'm sure there's a way you could even shout out a sale event as the profile somehow if you want to test that out. But yeah, they make it really, really easy. It reminds me of something that uh, a fellow I know, Oliver from Tabs Chocolate was doing where he basically had creators create accounts that were like their account X tab. So there was like, they were like partnership accounts where they were creating sort of like affiliate accounts where they were going to create content with the idea of selling tab chocolate and they made a, a affiliate uh, revenue on it. And I just thought that that's sort of a neat, it, it just sort of, yeah, opens up your mind to the way you can use TikTok with how easy it is to have various accounts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've gotten to the point on, on one of my accounts where, you know, Every creative is essentially being tested with dark posting. We're building entire structures around it separate from, you know, the branded type uh, ads that we're running. Yeah, it's been, it's been super cool to see it working, it being so easy to, to set up and everything. Love it. This is, uh, and then I, just for anyone who's listening who, who isn't all cut up, third-party branding is where you sort of create a, a landing page or create a brand like a review site, for instance, that would be talking about your brand. It'd be a way to sort of like create another perspective on your brand from a, a category style page. Yeah, absolutely. And we've done a little bit of testing with a third-party branding, but um, from what we've seen so far, going the dark posting, white posting route seems to be more effective. Um, on a platform like TikTok, the authenticity element is is huge. So coming from either your branded profile or even a third party brand isn't nearly as authentic as you know a dark post or, or white post. You know, coming from a user itself. Yeah, I think it definitely speaks volumes to how people um, like interact with ads on platform because you know I have accounts on Meta on socials that like just blow up when we start a third-party brand because there's a lot of um, slightly older folks on those platforms who like will see something like um, fan of coffee and just really like think this is a legitimate community but so much of TikTok that authenticity and trust is built from a real person having a real experience with a product so that like coffee fans or coffee lovers page immediately sparks like distrust on platform where you know on Meta, it might feel a bit more like this is my community, but because it's so like individual person and like trust based on TikTok, it's a little bit, a little bit different. 
in the case of using the CEO, did he already have a did he have a TikTok account built out, or did it just have to go to a blank account? I just whipped it up in you know thirty seconds as I was building the ads out. That's that's how easy it is. You just upload the headshot, write out you know his name, and you're off to the races. Yeah. Interesting. Now you got to get him to start posting organics to, to, to lend <laughs> get him dancing, authenticness <laughs> to it. He does. He he's the the main the main talent for uh, for okay. a lot of our ads. So, I mean, yeah, there it's it's super effective for sure with him being you know in the majority of our creatives. Very cool. Do we want to get a little into how we're loading up on TikTok for Black Friday, Cyber Monday already? Yeah. Absolutely. Last year, the big challenge was, from a buyer's perspective anyway, was the creative fatigue. Like I said, it feels like TikTok's gotten a lot more consistent this year with having creatives run a lot longer. But last year, it felt like if you found a winning creative, its odds of fatiguing and falling off within a couple of weeks was was pretty large. So a huge part of our plan was just load up on creatives uh, to run with. And it seemed to work pretty pretty well for us, but this year with things being you know, a little bit more consistent, it feels like, as long as we kind of abide by that approach, make sure that our, our content is geared up for success, then the winners are gonna last longer and performance should in general be healthier overall, so. Along with your ability to recycle creative, as you're mentioning above, like with the, you know, not with stickers, of course, but with uh, the display cards. Yeah. <laughs> Never with stickers. Never with stickers. Never with stickers. Never. But that gives every creative a second life, uh, which is great as well, especially for the holidays. Yeah. And I can kind of speak to like um, how you should start, because realistically, like if you're not thinking about Q4 or creative now, like you're going to get left in the dust. So I can kind of speak to like some of the ways that we like organize that type of content because um, there's a big difference between like maximizing and optimizing your content that you're sourcing. So when you think about maximizing something, it's like a sprint, like doing as much as you can really quickly. So I like to think like I maximize my ability to source content around this time of year. So I start thinking like, is there anyone on our side, on the client side that fits the product demo? Who can we get in front of a camera? Are we working with creators? Is that something that you maybe want to bring an agency on to do like file house? Or, you know, do you want to go the route of like product seeding? So really getting those ducks in a row, like maximizing your streams of Um, content. And then when I talk about optimizing your content, that basically comes down to like the testing you're doing now. So one of my recommendations would be to start testing different like content categories. So unboxing content, B-roll, review style content, like any sort of main type, yeah, warehouse stuff, founders angle, any of those like main types of content, start testing those by category now, figure out which one works the best for your brand. And then try to isolate like three or four types and just let it rip in the next couple of months in terms of content sourcing. So if you find that unboxing content does really well for your brand, first of all, congratulations. That's like the luckiest spot to be in. It's the easiest type of content to source. Like just open the product. It's all good. But yeah, if you find that that's the stuff that works, then it's like, okay, like, can I film that stuff in my own house on my own table? Can I get like a friend to do it? Is there anyone in the office? Like I said, 
how are we sourcing creator content? So really like digging into those niches and then kind of expanding your tests from there. But yeah, making sure going into like realistically end of September, early October, you should know exactly what types of content um, work the best for your brand. And then the other point on this is TikTok requires like a ton of content um, and organizing that content is something that could like potentially make or break your advertising efforts because you can find something that like rips, but if you lose it and you only have like one version of this, I've seen this happen for brands, like they can only find a hard coded, like with a sale copy overlay version of a creative from a creator, then you can't use it again. It's not going to work. So making sure that you're being really diligent. I like to use, um, I think we'll like send it out. I've got the like spreadsheet template, but even just a simple spreadsheet template of like, this is the product, this is the creator, this is the link. Has it been tested or not? Will like really save your butt as you're going through um, all of this testing and as things get like wacky and crazy and busy during Q4. As they most certainly will. I just wanted to ask High Level, we talked a little bit about the platform becoming more consistent in terms of creatives not burning out as fast and being able to maintain spends at levels uh, higher. What's the volume like? I remember I remember Sean uh, from Ridge Wallet made a pretty bombastic statement at one of our masterminds where he was just talking about like the scale of meta. And I guess he's they're, they're spending, I guess, hundreds of thousands of dollars a day potentially. But he was sort of saying that you just can't keep up with meta's spend and, and TikTok for, for how valuable it was. It just didn't have the, the same volume potentials. What are we seeing about volume on TikTok this year? I would say it's it's definitely up, you know, from from our perspective anyway. Um, it's absolutely increased year over year. And like we chatted about earlier, it's still pretty early as a platform. So I think over time, year over year, it's going to continue to get more and more consistent. There's going to be more and more opportunity on the platform. And I think eventually down the line, it can get to a spot where it, it can genuinely compete with Meta. Yeah, and I think like if you are running ads on both, it's so critical to think about how um, you're like splitting that ad spend, especially like I was saying, like time of year um, and also just like what is necessary for your brand at the time. So if you're truly not seeing a lot of eyeballs on your website and you just need to get your awareness up, then dumping a bit more money into TikTok might be the better option, especially depending on like what the product is. But it might make the most sense for your brand, like gearing up for Q4 compared to um, like the type of traffic you'll see on Meta. Yeah, with that, with that cheaper traffic, if you know you're looking to build up those email lists, things like that, TikTok is is going to be one of the places you're going to want to explore for sure. One of the things that I've heard about people heading into Black Friday, Cyber Monday is you, you, you've really also just got to test your the structure of your sale, the structure of your promotion, see what your audience responds to. When is it to, like, you, you also don't want to pull too many sales maybe ahead. You don't want to have another Black Friday in the summer. Maybe you do. How, how do you recommend people sort of, like, make sure they dial in their, their exact promotions they'll, they'll be running over the holidays on TikTok? Dialing in, we kind of think of it more of what kind of offer are we going to want to focus on? Um, and we've been thinking about that since, you know, the beginning of the year, essentially. Every sale that we run, we might tweak a little something here, tweak a little something there, make it slightly different. And that way we can look back on the year, figure out what kind of offer is going to be best, and then, you know, dial in or iterate on it for, for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah, and if you haven't been doing that, I think, like, Labor Day is coming up. It's a great opportunity. It's a really big shopping moment. Um, and then like, I would recommend 
two or three completely different offer structures as you head into November. Um, so spreading those out equally between sort of now and late October, um, especially kind of like spooky sale, Halloween, another very manufactured shopping moment. Um, so paying attention to like what is relevant to your brand, but I would say two or three. And when you're like, I love talking about offer structure, when you're thinking about it, make sure again, it comes down to thinking about like, well, what is important? What are the KPIs I'm looking at? Like, am I, do I need to build my AOV? Then you're going to probably want to look at a tiered offer or something that incentivizes a bit more spend. Do I just need to move units? Then look at a steep percentage off. So I would try to structure the sort of upcoming three promos, if that's what you're thinking about in completely different ways. Um, You know, you don't want to just try like three tiered offers and one of them starts at 10%, but the other starts at 15%. Like you won't actually learn anything from that, but really think about different types of offers when you're testing them out and refining that. Do you have any best practices? I guess it's, it's, it's going to, like you say, it's going to be different for every brand and what they're actually aiming for. One of the things I've heard is often like the dollars off, it can be more powerful than percentage off, but it's going to be case by case. But are there any best practices that you've seen emerge over the last few holiday seasons? Yeah, I would say the simpler your promotion is, the better. So usually on TikTok too, like it's hard to describe something as like dollar off unless you sell one product, like you have a larger catalog. But anything that um, is not really clear as someone is like scrolling past at lightning speed is probably going to kind of get you in the weeds a bit. So making sure that like you're creative in the first three seconds clearly represents what the what the promo and the value offer is like a, a gift with purchase is really hard to do on a platform like tiktok because mm. it's a lot of explaining like why do you want this or the same with like even a tiered offer can sometimes be very confusing on tiktok but something that's just quick snappy this is what you're getting you don't have to think about it just go onto an instant page and put in your put in your credit card information that's definitely like a pre-proven best practice Anything from your side, Chris, on best practices for a TikTok holiday strategy? In general, plan, obviously. Plan out, you know, your spend, you know, what kind of ROAS, your targets, plan those sales. There's a lot of opportunity during the period, you know, and then have your content ready to go. Make sure you're loaded up. Definitely don't want to be in the position Avery mentioned where you launch a piece of content and it does okay for a couple of days. And then it fatigues away and you're left with nothing else to launch. Um, And then you lose that opportunity, right? So, yeah, be prepared. And be prepared to dark post. Take advantage of TikTok being different than any other platform that allows you to do this and do some experiments with it. Like there's all sorts of neat things you could do with that. You could set up little funny – there's all sorts of ways that you can kind of add – value potentially to the ad or add a different kind of communication to the ad by, by posting as someone else. You don't want to like, you know, you don't want to be like carrot top. I'm carrot top. And this, I, I approved this product. You can't just pick, you know, random comedians. You could, I guess, if you thought carrot top would help your brand. I don't know. I'm getting in the weeds there. But. Start deep faking carrot top for every single product. <laughs> that's what anything. This, he could sell that's anything. That's what this podcast yeah. is all about. <laughs> A lot of firsts on this uh, All Killer No Filler. Nice. Okay, well, this is exciting. Um, I think we kind of covered. Is there Were there any other points that we wanted to cover on uh, maximizing our Black Friday on uh, on the TikTok platform? 
it sounds I feel like every time I come on here and I talk about TikTok I say the same thing which is like have fun it's a blast to be an advertiser on TikTok have fun like kind of speaks to the authenticity but I always find there's a direct correlation between the amount of fun I'm having on TikTok and the amount of revenue that we're generating so be prepared but also have a good time because it's um yeah first and foremost an entertainment platform I always have a good time on TikTok. I always have a good time talking TikTok with you. Great job on your first ever podcast, Chris. Uh, we'll definitely have you back soon. This awesome. is great. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumer, all one word, dot co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.